So I've got a story to share. Good morning, good evening, good night, everyone. This is the Talks Podcast, episode 117. I haven't recorded in a while. I've been editing and doing a lot of work outside of my blogging and this podcast, which doesn't take up too much time. But aside from that, um, my book one of the Divine Nine trilogy, Bourgeoisie, I am editing and, you know, a lot's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, a lot of lives have changed because of that. have a lot of empathy for people who've lost their jobs, you know, family members or friends that have gotten sick and have been affected by the virus. Um, I mean, just outside of that, I had a kind of a plan to go into this and look for a job on the side, but a lot of people are doing the same and I've kind of been just putting my head down and editing Bourgeoisie book one of the Divine Nine trilogy. And it's taken me a little bit longer because of the landscape of just what I envision America to look like in a couple of years because of this global pandemic, all, you know, creative writing things aside, um, not really writing too much outside of the editing the book. However, you know, the pandemic has kind of inspired a lot of changes to go along in the book. So, um, I know the last podcast I did last month, um, chaos ordered, or I think it was, this is Buttoss Podcast 115. Um, the, I, w- I was saying I was going to start speaking chapter previews onto Buttoss Podcast. However, since, since the pandemic is, like I mentioned, changed a lot of things around the storytelling and the character and just what the main city and the goal of kind of the, points I want to make in each chapter has changed. So it's been inspiring in terms of, you know, how I kind of see this all unfolding over the next couple years. And I'm kind of taking that and running with it. So I hope everyone sticks around when I'm done editing the book, I'll have a audio book, ebook, and of course, hard copies you can get on amazon.com. Once that is complete, I don't really have a date yet, but again, soon. So like I mentioned earlier, um, I do have a story I want to share kind of odd because I had a dream last night that I had a panic attack and one of my, one of my previous podcasts, I mentioned that I was experimenting with lucid dreaming and I haven't really so much lately because I've been editing a lot. So I kind of just write, edit, and then crash. So with lucid dreaming, for those of you who don't know what that is, you kind of project what you want to dream about. Then you kind of have this control of what you dream and how you act it out. You, you just know you're dreaming, but you're asleep. And a lot of times you fall into sleep paralysis, which is kind of that state of sleep in the middle of the night when you wake up and it's like your your mind is awake, but your body is asleep. And it's kind of weird. It's scary. And I think that's kind of what I experienced experience last night. And that kind of reminded me of the panic attack I had 
last year. So going back to March 20th, or maybe it was March 19th, 2019, this is a story of white noise. So white noise is a white cat, and I'll kind of tie it all together at the end. Kind of had to meditate to tell the story because it's been a while. I think I've only told one person the story. So Monday, March 18th, or it was probably March 19th. Um, it doesn't really matter, but this was just before the beginning of spring 2019. I had lost 30,000 words of bourgeoisie. This is book one of the Divine Nine Trilogy. The software program I was using, it crashed. This was Focus Writer. And I had began writing the book December 18th, 2018. So three months into the draft, I'm 30,000 words in, the program crashes, and I have no book. Um, I couldn't recover any of the words, and it was a very frustrating Monday morning. Two weeks prior to that, I was sick. Um, came down with a cold and couldn't really get back into the book because I was actually sick. I returned from Brazil. I went to Porto Seguro for a wedding. Um, shout out to my one of my good friends, Daryl Wilcox. Got married in Brazil last year. And on the plane ride back, I got very, very sick. I was throwing up every hour and landed at JFK during a layover and threw up in a lot of bathrooms in one of the gates. But it was... One of those experiences where when you travel international, just kind of just what happens, you get sick. On top of being sick, recovering from that, trying to get back into writing, losing what I had worked on the previous three months. That Monday morning, the girl I was dating at the time, it was kind of one of those. We So she's off in the, to the Navy her plan like me you know I always wanted to be a writer um always wanted to kind of be an entrepreneur just kind of had to face the fear of jumping into it and taking that leap leap of faith into a journey that is pretty much on your own she was approaching that time of leaving around this time so me being sick losing the draft and kind of coming back into real life of entrepreneurship and writing. Um, she was advised, she was informed she might be leaving in April, which is, was, which was a month from that Monday, March 18th, 2019. So that Monday morning was very emotional for me because she was actually scheduled to leave in May, the end of May of 2019. And it was already in close enough. And I kept having these vivid, moments of, you know, being lonely and just fearing of having no one around. And I'm going to try to get through this story because I can, I can kind of see myself going all over the place with it. But that Monday morning after kind of wrapping up everything and another thing to add about this, I hadn't slept much at that point, uh, not only because I was sick and trying to get back into writing, but I had a cousin who had a birthday party the night before, or two nights before. This was Monday morning. So he had a birthday party on Saturday. And we drank and partied, didn't sleep much, hungover. I don't sleep much when I'm hungover or drunk. 
which is why I don't drink much anymore. So this is all just kind of a, a series of things that kind of happen to manifest on a Monday morning, along with the news that she might be leaving for the Navy a month sooner. So this is when my fear is kind of just right then and there. She leaves for a meeting for the Navy. It's Monday morning and my world is kind of just, I'm feeling like it's collapsing. Um, you know, all these hopes and dreams just kind of going down the drain, not necessarily going the way I envisioned it, even though, I mean, anything, anything worthwhile is probably not going to be as easy as you envision it. I mean, it's kind of like you're, you, you can't, I've, I've always learned that you can't just put this picture of the end or your desire right then and there. It's always going to be changing as time unfolds, especially when you don't have a mentor to tell you that your dreams are bullshit for the most part. Um, however, they'll come true if you just let it and release expectations. So let me take you back to Monday morning. I'm recovering from a weekend of drinking. I'm recovering from a sickness. I'm trying to get over losing 30,000 words. So I have to kind of reschedule. Um, at that point, I had drew up a new outline because a lot of things have changed anyway for the better, I would say, at this point. So it's late morning. She goes off to her meeting um, after telling me, you know, she might be leaving sooner. Um, I remember crying i told her you know i lost this manuscript um i'm i'm exhausted i don't know what i'm going to do and i haven't i hadn't slept much i think i was up all night that night before just thinking about stuff and you know my life sucks and i don't know where all this is going and then that's actually when she broke the news to me that she might be leaving the end of april instead of may so I remember sitting on my couch as I'm kind of just taking in all this new information and especially with her and everything that I kind of have to prepare myself for, for the upcoming weeks. Cause at this point I was also kind of, my savings was down. So money was dwindling low. So I'm looking at this picture of my dad and my mom, which is actually right here next to me. It was upstairs under my TV but I moved it down to my studio and I started crying because I knew from there, there was no other better way to come back from losing the manuscript, having, you know, such a vision of something being one thing, but now I've got to recreate it. And now the real test begins. So I'm crying to her saying, I'm going to miss you. I wish my dad was here. He passed back in 2016. He doesn't get to see me or, you know, see his son at least go through a journey that even he didn't even know that I dreamed of as a child. Um, and it sucked because I knew I was going to do it alone, especially at that point, thinking that she would be gone sooner. Um, so I cry, I cry in her shoulders, uh, her arms, and she has a meeting to go to for her um, her Navy ship off or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And I'm home alone, late morning, and I hadn't eaten yet. 
Um, I remember making eggs and beans, and then I started thinking to myself, wow, life is going to suck come May. Life's going to suck come June 2019. This is the summer. I'm I'm thinking all the way in the summer, and we're just into the spring. So this is how you can already tell my mind was starting to spin out of the moment. And I hadn't even got through. I mean, it was a Monday. Spring had, I think spring was probably starting that Wednesday on the 23rd, or I don't know. But the frustration started to kick in because I couldn't bring myself back to the moment. And I remember going to my kitchen after I ate eggs and beans. I don't know. I probably should have had a lot bigger breakfast because at that point I was always eating a large breakfast and still do. It's one of my favorite meals. But walking back into my. I have a at the time it was my smoking nook because I was smoking marijuana back then. I don't smoke anymore. But. I remember going back to my smoking nook and sitting down to eat the eggs and beans and something started happening in my brain and it's kind of blurry at this point, but basically I was looking outside of my gate. I have a motor gate and the motor gate was actually broke or I think the wind blew it off track or whatever. It was kind of falling apart a little bit anyway. And that frustrated me. So as you can imagine, everything's kind of colliding through words and it spins, it spins, it spins. Words start spinning in my head. I don't really know what's going on, but I think at this point I'm crying again. And I look down at my phone. I text one of my good friends, Omari. I told him I'm, I just had a panic attack. However, at that point it was just starting. It spins more. All the words start spinning. And then I forget what year it is. I forget what time it is. I walked into the kitchen and I started sweating. I walked into my bathroom. I walked into my bedroom. I started to think to, think to myself, okay, they're going to take me to the crazy house now because I can't control this. I lied down. Then I went back into my, went in my bed, lay down. Went back to my smoking nook and then I called my mom. I told her, mom, I miss dad. I think I just had a panic attack. And again, this was what felt like hours. It was probably just five minutes. I told her I miss her and she was actually at the casino. So she had to leave the casino and um, come all the way. She said she was on her way. At that point, I realized, okay, I, I, I fucked up. Um, I've spun myself into a panic attack and I don't really know how to get out of it. Um, I have a puppy. She's looking at me weird. I remember that. And for some odd reason, I remember grabbing my laptop and then going back to my couch to try to write some more. And I tried to meditate. So I was, this is all, this was over a year ago. So a lot of it was just kind of me. I mean, I, I kind of look at it now as this all just some little, scattered little rodent in my house is kind of trying to find something to do and what I ended up doing was laying on my bed to sleep but I also there was also a point where I laid down this is when I snapped out of it this is when I started to come out of it this is when everything came clear I laid down on my dog's bed she has a dog bed that was in the living room and I got down on two knees, and that's when I threw up. 
And I looked up after maybe 30 seconds and there were police approaching my door. They knocked on the door and Kali, my puppy, she runs out and I tell them, oh, she's just a puppy. She doesn't know what she's doing. Uh, she's being very, very weird. Obviously, something's going on in the house, but I was so coherent at that point. They they said, OK, we know we got a call that, you know, you were having some issues. I guess my sister had called the police because um, she was probably just worried about me. And they walked they 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 walked away. Every, everything was normal. I wasn't at that point they, that I had snapped out of it. But going back, I realized, oh, shit, I just had a panic attack and hadn't had one since college. Um, I used to just sleep them off. So I go back into my bedroom and fall asleep. And I remember it kind of coming back. I didn't know what time it was. And my sister called me. My mom called me. And I was trying to act like everything was normal. But at that point, I lost track of just everything. So it was. I remember just thinking that I would lose everything and I would probably leave that leave my property in a straight jacket and that would be the laughing stock of I don't know town I mean this is just how crazy everything happened so fast and then eventually at one point I did call my girlfriend and I asked her to marry me because I was thinking that you know with everything going on it was just I thought it was the end. So to be honest with everybody uh, listening, I thought I died or thought I was dying. And I thought that once I fell asleep, I was laying on my bed. I thought I was pretty much dead and this was like the afterlife. So I was staring at my wall and the charger was plugged into the wall and I couldn't make out what the charger was. And that's when I realized I need to go to sleep. And then about 30, 45 minutes later, my sister, they came into the house and um, took me to the, to the place. Um, and I was really, I was, I was fearing a lot of things after that. I was fearing being alone. I was fearing, uh, the panic attacks coming back. I was fearing just how the words spinning through my mind would spin me back into that situation or where I couldn't tell time where I couldn't tell what year it was. I mean, I, I was at one point it was so crazy. I thought that my mom was going to pull up in her 94 Astro van. That's just how crazy my mind got. Um, and understanding what panic attacks are now, I've had a half of one, meaning I felt myself going into it, but I was able to face it and kind of breathe out of it. Uh, this was probably back in November, October, I believe. Um, but understanding what panic attacks are, uh, now they don't, they don't fear me, even if I was going to have one and I'm probably far from having one at this point anyway, um, Lord willing, but it's, it, it was, it was a very, uh, it was a very eerie experience. Um, and feeling that I had one in my dream last night was probably just sleep paralysis because I do experiment, experiment with lucid dreaming and have in the past. So let's go back to white noise. And one thing that I remember being afraid of was silence, complete silence. And I've always had, before this, I kind of meditated to, you know, soft ambient music or now I meditate in silence. Um, I've mentioned this before and I don't think I've ever gone into great detail about this panic attack, but the very next day, 
I'm outside with Kali and I believe I was working out or doing something in the garage and a white cat comes into my garage and I'm snapping down the cat. We have a lot of stray cats that come onto my property and they walk around. I mean, they do whatever stray cats do, but this, this one actually was walking around my garage, around my car, around my weight set. And I was snapping at it. I was yelling at it saying, go somewhere. Kali was sniffing it. And they ended up being really, really playful. I text my neighbor to say, do you know whose white cat this is? And she goes, well, she just responded, no. And the cat ended up coming into my house and come to find out she suggested that the cat might be deaf. So I, I realized, okay, maybe this cat is deaf because I'm yelling at it, snapping at it. It can only see me. It responds to sight, but it wasn't responding to sound. So this cat was still just snooping around, being a nice old kitty. Um, Kali's playing with it. Um, I text my girlfriend saying there's a cat that's just hanging out. I might keep it. I might get rid of it. Who knows? I've always wanted a cat and a dog. Uh, I remember I used to watch Cat Dog on Nickelodeon as a kid. But aside from that, this cat was pretty sweet and I could have kept it. So I told Lena that I would put the cat out and if it comes back, we'll keep it. But if it doesn't, then obviously it has a, it has an owner and it's found its, it's found its way back to its owner. So I'm thinking about this cat probably that night doesn't come back the next day. doesn't come back. I'm looking at the pictures I took. I'm looking at the, you know, the video I took of the cat in my house and playing with Kali. I think I remember giving it milk or um, almond milk. I don't drink milk, but I gave it something and it felt like my cat. It matches my house. Um, It's white. I don't have a lot of white, but I have a, uh, I have a certain color combination in my home. And like Kali, Kali matches my house too. She's brindle, white and black. Anyways, so I'm every day I'm thinking about this cat's going to return because most of the stray cats that have come onto my property have returned. And uh, some of them, you know, they, they're on my roof. Um, They're randomly just hanging out in my front yard. They turn on the sensor light and sometimes I got to get them out of there because I'll keep turning it on. I used to have mice in my front yard. They would chase them off or whatever. But for a couple months, I mean, me and my girlfriend were talking about, you know, white noise. I named the cat white noise because it was deaf. She named it Pierce. And I kept having dreams and thoughts about this cat coming back and it would be my cat. And I would finally have a cat and a dog because they, they got along for that hour or two that she was on the property. So come May, I'm still having dreams about the cat. It's a very emotional month. You know, she leaves for the Navy. I'm alone. I'm kind of dealing with that. And through the first couple of weeks of June, I'm kind of processing everything. My book's not really where it needs to be. So this is one of the reasons why I didn't put it out last summer. I went through a very challenging, emotional time with her leaving for the Navy and not ha- not having a book out, losing it, going broke over all this, and then being behind on um, my mortgage and bills and a lot, a lot of things were kind of just colliding towards the middle of 
you know, May, June, July. And the entire time I'm thinking of this cat, white noise, you know, it never came back. On a very emotional day, I think one of the first days I wrote my girlfriend a letter in the Navy, sent it off to, she was in Chicago at the time. Um, and I, I cried after writing and sending off the letter. Kali and I go on a walk. We come back. And the, this is middle of June, towards the end of June 2019. And I'd say hi to my neighbor across the street. And I hadn't spoken to her since texting her about white noise, Pierce, the white cat, the deaf cat. And she tells me, oh, yeah. Oh, I was asking her, you know, did you ever find an owner or, you know, I never really found out about where um, the white cat went. And she says, you know, the next day or maybe it was the next week, the cat was ran over. It was dead and right here in front of the park. And I go, what? She So she kind of explains to me that right after I texted her, there was a dead white cat in front of the, I live next to a park and there was a dead white cat on the street next to the curb in front of the park. And that is the story of white noise. It never came back. And I actually regretted putting it back outside and not keeping it because it was a lot different from the other stray cats. And I was pretty sad. I didn't tell my girlfriend about it. We had broken up shortly after that. And I told her about this cat in December or November when I, when I last saw her and it was kind of weird because it changed the entire the entire dreaming and imagining of having this cat from March 21st up until mid-June. I, I dreamt about this cat and imagined it would be mine once it came back. And I would give it shots and clean it up or whatever. And I would have a white deaf cat named White Noise, but it had actually died the next day. And I still look at those pictures of the white cat because it's a little bit more than just a white cat. It's actually reminds me of the day after that panic attack. There's really no meaning to this story, but it's kind of a happening that, that I witnessed in terms of, we don't really see what's going on, I guess, with what we feel. So despite emotions, I mean, this cat was dead and I'm thinking about it and it's kind of odd to think about it this way, but I didn't really get emotional about it being dead until I knew it or, you know, a couple months later, but I was actually looking at this cat and um, my video of it on my phone. And although, I mean, the cat doesn't really have much to do with the panic attack, but looking at the video and knowing who's behind the recording, the photos of this video, of these photos in my phone. It's someone that had experienced a panic attack just 24 hours before. And I remember having all the worries of 
words that'll potentially spin out of uncertainty and that's who recorded that i mean that's who was worried about all this stuff but in the context of white noise it was that version of myself who was worried about a cat that's dead to come back and if i do have to kind of think of any meaning about this i mean it's kind of like the girl i cried for over this panic attack over her leaving she didn't come back either <laughs> this sounds very depressing but that is life some things just don't come back you move on in solo you move on in hope faith and things actually get better i mean i'm actually very very happy in life i can't despite a sad story or kind of a melancholy happening in my life you don't really know what's coming i i kind of live in a life as a, of uncertainty and it's brought me further than i thought i would be a year ago I mean, I didn't know where I would be 2020. I don't think anybody knew what 2020 would bring. I mean, we've lost great people. I mean, we have a pandemic that's taken lives and jobs. And uncertainty is probably my strength at the moment because as long as I can breathe and my mind is in a very calm place, then I think that's all that matters. That's just my take on it. But when it comes to peace and calmness, it is about the white noise. It's about the silence. It's about what's here, what's now. I know a lot of people can't handle silence. It took me a while to be able to handle silence. And kind of to wrap this up, Handling silence was how I kind of faced panic attacks because before that I couldn't, I would, you know, do a silent meditation and, you know, lose my breath because I was kind of fearing some thoughts and kind of have to face it. You got to face uncertainty. You got to face the dark thoughts. And that is just what has brought me to a very calm and happy place in my life. And I'm very happy about what is upcoming with my books. Um, I do have, I mentioned bourgeoisie that I'm currently editing, going to redo everything just to be uh, doing, re, I'm redoing the cover as well, just to be a little bit more competitive visually. And I Between My Haiku is going to be relaunched soon. That's a creative writing journal, book one. And I Between My Haiku, you can get the first version, the first edition on Amazon right now. Um, again, that's going to be relaunched here soon. No dates, just... Follow me on vehicledigest.net, budhanson.com. Again, thank you all for listening to Bud Talks Podcast 117. Have a good morning. Enjoy a good night. And if it's the evening where you're at, toast. <laughs>